Planet A, because there is no Planet B. Welcome to my podcast. I'm Manuel and here you will find recordings about different sustainability topics and interviews with inspiring activists. We only have one life and one planet. So make the best of your life and at the same time the world a better place. Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of my podcast today. Here with me is Kaiska, who is the founder of MH Stories, and she's a self-love and mindset coach. So great to have you. Thank you. So great to be here. Um, wow, like really excited for this conversation. Yeah, I am too. I've been loving your Instagram and your message, so I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much. Yeah, I looked through your Instagram too, and it's just amazing what you share, and you're helping so many people. Um, really, really cool. So I, I would love to know um, what is MH Stories and how did you get started with this? So MH Stories is a mental health blog. I started it um, over three years ago now and it mm -hmm. was one of the lowest points in my life where I really just hit the rock bottom of my own mental health and okay. I didn't really know what to do with it because I was at the point where I couldn't work anymore I couldn't really get out the house um, mm -hmm. but also there was this huge desire inside of me to wanting to help others and yeah. it was really quite challenging because I knew I couldn't like get out so I was like well how how else can I help uh, mm -hmm. what else can I do and I did have this idea for um, sharing people's stories who deal with mental health issues I had this um, amazing experience amazing I mean at the time I didn't think it was amazing but I had really um, bad panic attacks while being uh, while traveling from Manchester um, to, to, my, to see my parents and I was really in like a fight flight mode and I couldn't really kind of move. I had a lot of bikes and there was this guy who worked in a, trace, in a train station and I kind of was there for a while and no one, you know, no one kind of cares. Like people are just so busy doing their own thing. They don't really, they may stare at times, but everyone just kind of doing their own thing. And there was this guy who actually came and stopped and asked me if I was okay and I was like mm. yeah like I kind of just replied you know like the automatic yeah sure I'm yeah, fine automatic <laughs> yeah and then he like clearly saw that I wasn't okay and he like stopped again and he was like no like do you need help with your bags or like are you okay and I was like oh that would be that would be great and he start, I started walking with him And I just kind of burst out in tears, like I'm having a panic attack. This is really hard for me. And he was like, oh, like I know how that feels. And I was like, I was completely gobsmacked. I was like, what? <laughs> like, because at that time, I didn't really have anyone around me who knew um, what panic attacks were. Or yeah, exactly. And I just, you know, it felt very, very lonely. And for someone to say that like he, he said he told me more about that he used to struggle mental health issues um he had therapy that's helped him because I kind of dig deep I was like how did you get out of from that point of you know mm. panicking um 
and it was just such an eye-opening experience. I remember just being on that train eventually and thinking like, looking at everyone and thinking like, you really don't know what someone is going through. And mm. a lot for me, it was that I didn't look like someone who was struggling with mental health because I can be outgoing and I can be confident. And people didn't believe that I had anxiety or I had panic attacks until, you know, they got really bad and I literally couldn't leave the house. But it just really, that kind of was the foundation of the idea for MH Stories that I just looked at everyone differently and kind of thought twice, like, you know, you really don't know what someone is going through. And they don't know what I'm going through either. And it was through that that I wanted for people to um, send their stories and photos, you know, like profile pictures where they are just smiling and then they go in and they share the story on the MH stories. They share the story with us about that actually, you know, they have struggled mental health issues, maybe from childhood, maybe after an event, you know, everyone's story is so different but yeah we can find so many similarities that you know that help us not to feel as alone in these situations um so that's really cool thank you and so mh stories originally was called this is what and this is what a person with mental health issues looks like (laughs) it was a it was a mouthful (laughs) yeah right we just look normal Um, but it was a mouthful, so that's why you went down to MH Stories. Um, mm. But like the main point was, and it still is, to just show that it doesn't matter your age, where you're from, your gender, that you can you can struggle with mental health issues, and you can't judge someone by the way they look. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree with this, and I love the point that you mentioned, like that most most of the time you can't see. If, what the person is dealing, the other person is dealing with, or like everybody carries their package around. And so that's very important to be nice to each other and not say something mean, um, because you never know, as you said, what the person is going through. Exactly. And we are all just kind of projecting our traumas, our struggles. And when we're able to kind of, you know, deal with our own things and take care of ourselves, um, and, and, you know, and then see that like, yes, this is kind of what we all have in common and we are able to become kinder to ourselves and then, you know, kinder to everyone else. So, you know, the other way around maybe for some people, um, but mm. it's just, it's just so important because we really don't know. And people, it's, there is still so much stigma around mental health issues that people don't really want to talk about everything that they feel um because they may feel you know afraid of being judged or you know thinking they may seem as attention seeking so um this is something that i try to i guess talk a lot on my social media and Mm. i guess show the reality of recovery and healing wow that's really powerful and how did you get out of this so um again it was actually through mh stories because i created that blog and i didn't have any help yet and because Mm. i started to connect with these people who also struggle with similar issues and i always i was very eager to like ask them how did they get out of their issues what helped them um 
I was already watching all these like inspirational videos, but I was still struggling obviously with the mental health aspects um, and like getting out of that. So everyone was just talking about therapy. And because in the past I did have counseling and that wasn't the best, um, like long term, it didn't really get me anywhere. Um, so I kind of through research, through image stories, found that I need therapy and I need CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. That's what I was mm. kind of set on. Um, and then it was, you know, there was an, the next step that I couldn't really get therapy through NHS because they didn't really offer much um, and the waiting list was ridiculous still is ridiculous so I ended up basically founding something online that was um, funded by NHS it's called Big White Wall um, a lot of this has changed because this was like three years ago um, but basically it's like a therapy that you can do through their website so I did a video usually with a therapist um, and it, it was incredible. I think she was the kind of first person that really got me on the right track. Um, we did like panic disorder module. Um, and I started to be able to like function a little bit, like even just, I mean, I was at one point I was room bound. Like I couldn't leave my room. Um, by at that time, it was uh, my ex-boyfriend that kind of just helped me with everything. And um I think through therapy, just really, that really was my first step forward that helped me to acknowledge everything I've been through. And that got me to the point of being so anxious and so panicked and depressed all the time. Um, just able to become a, to acknowledge that I have been through traumas through my childhood and then through my teenage years and then through abusive relationships. And mm. I think even just getting these kind of answers that, hey, Kay, like there's a reason why you're this anxious or why you're feeling this way. And like, you know, you're doing your best. Like that was like a really key moment for me. Um, and from then, I, I mean, I, I had this therapy, I think, for over a year. And then I kind of still struggled with things because okay. like it's still it still really wasn't. I mean, you kind of yeah, have like therapy, yeah. yeah, therapy and recovery, but then also like life doesn't stop. So yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I'm dealing with one challenge, you know, through through everything I didn't deal throughout my teenage years, but like there are other challenges coming up in the moment that I wasn't able to deal with, and you kind of just deal with things um the best way you can and I had a lot of setbacks a lot of relapses um and you know fast forward three years like I'm still would say in recovery I'm still healing I'm still learning for me um and you're sharing your journey kind of yeah which has been extremely therapeutic for me hmm. yeah and you're helping other people that's, that's so cool like really inspirational thank you i think like one thing that i knew i wanted to get out of this was that if i'm able to even conquer some of the things that i faced that i have to share it with everyone else i have to share it with people who may be going through those things like hmm. you know we go through challenges for a reason and if we're able to overcome them we're able to help so many other people because i think that's also what i realized through my stories you know there are so many people who are struggling and 
there needs to be more people who talk openly about it rather than just put you know a nice filter on it yeah because when you share your story like people can relate and um, maybe get something out of it that can change their life yeah it's powerful and like i even like listen to your when you said about your story and you know like you trained for most of your life um, <laughs> and I got like also really depressed because yeah. I didn't reach my goal. It was more like like chasing something. Yeah, yeah. And Did you never reach? I mean, so many people do that, right? Like we think something's supposed to make us happy, and then when like you had the injury, right? Like usually it's like an accident, an injury, and then we like have yeah. that pause where we we literally are forced to take a step back and rethink and reflect on what we're doing and where our life is going. Yes, and I think that's like life telling us, oh, go, look in the, another direction, this is the way. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's exactly what happened to me where I, because I, I tried to work so hard through my issues and have so many jobs and, you know, just mm. kind of get by. And that really forced me to just like, you gotta stop like you you know like yeah. I was just so not aligned with anything that I guess I do now and I think that's where I I actually had time to look into things that I care about like you know like even things like veganism sustainability that before yes. I want to talk about that later but it was it was a very needed uh, break and kind of breakdown for me. Hmm. And it seemed like it yeah, was for you as well, right? Yes, totally. Like I think it's so important sometimes um, when you think you're not on the right track to just stop for a moment yeah. and um, meditate, uh, uh, like sit still and just think about things and you um, really listen to your inner voice like what is this telling you what is your heart telling you do you really want to do this for yourself reach that goal or do these things or for to impress other people yes yes or society standards just kind of mm. you know getting by because everyone else is doing this so should I you know and meditate stop and meditate I mean that's the best advice you can ever give to anyone I think yeah totally so so let's go to veganism and sustainability you said you <laughs> how did you get introduced to sustainability so i um I th it was throughout like the whole recovery process so um i think first thing for me was hearing about veganism uh so that would have been over three years ago and um, also reading things about sensitivity and empathic people and how we can be affected by energy and not just all the people's energy, but also the foods that we eat. And that was really like eye-opening for me because I never thought of food as energy or like anything. Like I had, um, I was recovering from eating disorder, like food wasn't, did, I didn't have a great relationship with food. So um, mm. hearing about veganism, I think I heard it like on YouTube, people were talking about conspiracy and how we made them vegan. I was like, oh gosh, like that's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of huge. Like I don't really want to watch if it's going to make me vegan. Like I'm not ready for this. Like, you know, just yeah. change my lifestyle. <laughs> but eventually more little things like that were coming at me and I was 
close not to ignoring it anymore and I think I asked my friend to watch it with me because I was like if I go vegan then maybe he will as well maybe it'll be a bit better um, <laughs> you could support yourself yeah each right other. <laughs> at least I'm not in this like completely alone from the people like in my surrounding so um yeah I did watch Cowspiracy and it completely changed the my you know my whole life I guess the way I was mm. thinking about environment obviously animals just health as well um I mean cow it started with cowspiracy but then I, I was hooked and then I you did some research I, and yeah so many research it was actually um the time when Veganuary was on it must have been January so I've been vegan for over three years now from January so oh, wow. um it was also like a great timing for for it to be looking at while Veganuary was on. Uh, so I signed up to that and that gave me even more research and things to, you know, read about. But it was it was quite overwhelming because I can be very all or nothing person and I went mm -hmm. in like I am cutting everything out. So like I think we watched in the evening. <laughs> I did most of my research for the majority of the night and the next day I was yeah. like I'm not eating okay. anything. I'm vegan. <laughs> like, that I have it's in the really house. Nice. Like, I, I, because I remember posting, like, on Instagram um, my first few days, and I, like, I documented my vegan journey a bit uh, at the start. And I was eating, I remember, I think my breakfast was, like, grapes and raspberries um, and a tea and, like, herbal tea. And I'm like, oh my God, like, I, I, I definitely ate something else. But because I mm. just made this decision quite rapidly, um, I wasn't prepared. <laughs> <laughs> you, figure, you figured it out on the way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I honestly, I wouldn't suggest anyone to do it that way. And then it came with its own mm. issues later on because then I went through like, oh, well, I'll try corn or like by then it wasn't like I didn't even try vegetarian food. I just skipped to veganism. Um, mm. So then I did have like a few setbacks during the kind of first year probably um, okay but i think that would have been normal for people to just go gradually rather than just jump and do it from mm. one yeah actually this this is for me and uh, now the case like um i got introduced in sustainability like one year ago and i first looked into waste and all these waste <laughs> issues and then I, I thought like oh there are so many other things that you need to look at yeah. right yeah and then, um, yeah, since two months, I'm now like vegetarian and now doing the transition to vegan. Okay. So I'm doing like the slower version. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that makes sense. And that's just, you know, gentle on on your process. And, mm. <laughs> you know, I, it, it was quite because I was also I think it was my few first months of being in therapy and um, it was a lot that I put on myself to just do it. Yeah. And yeah, it's definitely better to learn and gradually because we literally like, obviously people sometimes go after, like vegan after 50 years, but like for me, I was like, oh my God, like I knew this lifestyle for 20 odd years and now I'm like completely changing it. Um, mm. And it can be quite a lot. And like for me, it was, I had to like rewatch things or like find new research and find new documentaries that would like keep me on track because like, with like 
cheese and like being fully vegan and like not making connection for example to the dairy as much as i would make to meat um so like that was one of my struggles um but again i did expect quite a lot from myself um But you learn so many things on the way, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's why, like, now I tell people, like, do it one day at a time, you know, don't just mm. throw everything and go vegan overnight. Um, mm. And I think that ed- educating yourself is probably one of the most important things we can do. And we have the, like, we have the choice to educate ourselves. Yes, and then inspire other people to do the same. Yeah, exactly. So after you started veganism, you looked also into other areas like um, zero waste and yeah, environment. So after going vegan, um, I mean, the whole transition was took quite a while. I think before I was mm. like, okay, I'm not feeling as overwhelmed by this. I kind of got this. Um, I think next thing for me seemed to be the products that I wasn't aware that maybe some of my products went vegan or went cruelty, cruelty free. And oh, so, okay. so this is where I guess on these vegan websites, you know, like, well, you can't be vegan if you just eat vegan diets. So I was like, okay, mm. that makes sense. Um, so it was the products that I was using, the shampoos, um, any kind of makeup that I've had that I, I had a good look at. And that was also, I, I obviously now, like things change every single year. Um, and like two, three years ago, there still wasn't as much choice and option for vegans and cruelty-free kind of options as they are now. Sure. Um, so I think, I mean, I found something that's like cruelty-free options that were quite cheap. Um, and I was happy with that. And then once I got happy with that, I realized, but hold on, they are, they all come in plastic bottles and plastic containers. Yeah. And then I was just like, oh, oh, stop. Like, I can't do this anymore. No, but I think this is where it can be, get really overwhelming because you're working on one thing and it's already... And the other thing. Yeah, right? Like, it's already a lot that you want like sustainable sustainability and environment is like such a big topic there's so many things to consider like uh, diet um yeah consumption like everything is just huge yeah and i think somewhere in between i also watched a documentary about fast fashion um yeah i can't remember what it's called but it's one of like the more popular ones (laughs) if that helps Uh, (laughs) um actually i'm gonna i'm gonna quickly google it because okay (laughs) okay i'm like oh it's it's like there it's the end of my tongue is that the saying the end of top of my tongue um so what did you learn so with this again it was super overwhelming because i thought well right we wear clothes and we kind of have to wear clothes and <laughs> right, <Yeah. laughs> like it's illegal not to. Um, it's the documentary is called The True Cost. Um, True Cost. So that's the first documentary I've seen about fast fashion, and I knew there was something going on with it. I I don't know how I did. Maybe it was just through like Primark and just knowing that it's so cheap and not mm. the best, and it just didn't really feel right to me. Um, 
and just learning about where these people work, what kind of conditions they work in, how much it can affect their health, um, and then go into the environment, the the, the material, Evolution. yeah, the chemi- the uh, the toxins and everything, and the dyes they use. They are like polluting the water, the earth, mm. and also polluting the people that do those things every Bearing single it. day, right? Wear it as well, yeah. but also make it. So they're actually polluting us. They're polluting our oceans. They're polluting the people that are making it. And the people that are making it, making it for literally like few pens um and then uh, you have like all these fast fashion brands you know making millions out of those um out of those clothes and then we have the over 52 uh seasons now like we used to have four seasons like you know summer winter autumn and Mm. spring and now we have a different season almost every single week because there are catwalks and there is just this whole fashion um that things we need you know different styles of clothes every single week the trends are constantly changing like you literally cannot keep on top of the trends and because there is this high um i guess I don't know this high desire for fashion and you know having so many to look good and to have the newest things. Yeah, so then we all think we need to constantly be buying new things, and then we realize that maybe next month this thing isn't as cool anymore. So you know we give it to charity or we like throw it away, and then our landfills are obviously in huge trouble um and it's actually better not to give away things to charity now because obviously the charity um anything that we give away to charity most of it ends up in the landfills and Hmm. yeah like so many clothes get thrown away that's so sad and also food waste another thing yeah right and there are people who are literally don't have anything to eat are hungry and Mm. it's just right it's just it's just it's just so much and yeah I so because also with MH stories I did do a design for like mental health awareness and I do teach and I did t-shirts and then I only think I did them for a couple of months and then I realized that Mm. where I was doing these t-shirts it wasn't organic um, it wasn't yeah. ethical. It's the same same journey. Yeah, <laughs> same thing happened to me. <laughs> and how, like, you know, when you just kind of like, okay, well, what do I do now? Like, you know, mm. you're at the point yeah. where people are like, well, I want, I want this T-shirt, and you're like, well, I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> not good for the planet. Sorry. Sorry. Like. <laughs> But you know, because it's such a like a thing that it. Because I was like, well, it's doing good for mental health, but it's not doing good for like ethical and sustainability and everything else. So eventually, I did like um, do a partnership with a ethical brand, and now um, I do them by myself. So I still do have mental health t-shirts, the same designs, but I moved them to mm. ethical company, ethical t-shirts, organic cotton. But also, there is still argument in my head that like. I don't want to promote them too much because I don't particularly think we actually need more things, you know? Mm. <laughs> That's kind of funny. 
<laughs> just that, yeah, I know, but yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> so, like, I'll just keep making designs, but you don't need to buy them. <laughs> you know, like, if you really need it, or if you, I don't know, buying it. You really feel like it. Yeah, like, you're loving it, not just because, like, oh, my God, she put something out, like, I have to have it. But, like, when you, mm. you know, I guess it's the mindful shopping mindful buying and like do we really love this item do we really need this item is it gonna serve us um and can we not get it second handed <laughs> yeah. i am definitely promoting myself and my online store right now <laughs> <laughs> maybe you should do upcycling uh from old shirts <laughs> you know what this uh, is this something i have thought about and i actually um at the end of last year i started making um like these lavender pouches from like upcycle material so any kind of clothes that i would like give away or want to sell and mm. or just throw away or any materials i would just make like lavender pouches out of them and oh, nice. and me and my mom were talking about like starting a business and like putting on etsy and then i'm like oh but like i literally have so many things to do already um I'm not sure. <laughs> and like i can't saw like i do do it like by hand and like i'm getting better at it um but it takes some time it does take some time <laughs> yeah and True. um you can't buy that time anywhere. So, 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 you know, that is still an idea potentially for doing something upcycling more in that, hmm. in that way, but it, yeah. it definitely wouldn't be, you know, as easy, I guess. Yeah. But it would help. Sure. Earth what, more. <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> uh, what would you say? Like, because there are so many things um, to change, uh, to live more sustainably. Um, do you have any tips for people who like, start um i would say meditate first <laughs> so you don't get meditate, to meditate first, first. <laughs> so you don't get too overwhelmed by everything because it, i think when you find out about what's going on whether it's veganism fast fashion you know everything else it can be quite overwhelming so it's important to be able sure. to ground yourself first before you get into you know tr changing your lifestyle and then yeah. just taking small steps they really do matter so you know like you said like you go in you've been going vegetarian and you know potentially vegan in future or yeah. like doing it step by step not cutting everything out but seeing where you can swap things you know are you also seeing what's important for you so would you prioritize using less plastic over you still using products that aren't vegan or on cruelty free or would you prefer to you know first make sure all your products are vegan and cruelty free and then focus on your plastic so it's really mm -hmm. i think important interesting yeah, yeah. It comes down to your priorities kind of or your values yeah right because i like for me i went for the vegan and cruelty first because that felt more mm -hmm. important to me but for some people it may be the plastic they want to um but then also with plastic it's like a never-ending thing right like I don't think yeah, it's almost impossible to not yeah. produce anyway. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's just impossible. Um, as much as we can try, but right, we we can try. So I know for me, it was a huge thing was getting rid of using plastic bottles, and I know that's a big one. Yeah. Uh, but it was a hard one for me that it took me a little while mm. to like get used to, and you know, because it's just 
it's just easy to grab a bottle of water from a shop. True. Um, from a shop, and well, even especially when you're traveling, like yeah, you can just grab a bottle, but you don't need to look for refill stations. But I think it's worth it going the extra mile. Yeah, yeah, but also taking it slow. So I know for me, I started to just buy less you know so like those mm. gradual steps and then I started to think what I can do to replace this water bottle so I now have so many reusable bottles and cups you know that I have no issue with that um, <laughs> but I didn't buy you know 10 reusable uh, bottles at once because that would just seem a little bit yeah. ridiculous i just did it again step by step um, yeah. <laughs> you know that now i do have a nice collection um and i feel happy about that <laughs> that's that's awesome <laughs> yeah i started too with like re uh, switching to a reusable bottle and making this commitment i think it's important to make like a commitment i will not use plastic bottles anymore um, and to do this for 21 days and then you like kind of build this habit. Yes, yes, because the habit takes 21 days. So, yeah, I think that's really important. And also watching, I think for me, really helped watching documentaries. So like Cowspiracy, Forks Over Knives, you know, for mm. veganism, but also Cowspiracy for environmental issues as well. Yeah. Um, true cost for fast fashion. Even things like Blue Planet that's quite popular. Um you know, that's been showing the um, effects on plastic in the ocean so much. Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of just helps because a lot of times we don't really see the effect that these issues have. Um, yeah, especially if you live in, in Europe. Like yeah. before I came to Bali, I've never seen like so much trash on the ground. Wow. Like in Europe, everything is mostly clean yeah. and... Yeah. I think for me, it was when I um, I grew up in Poland and we used to go to the sea, like I grew up in Warsaw and we used to always go to the seaside uh, for holidays. And I loved the sea there. It was very clean and lovely and you could just mm -hmm. like, you wouldn't think twice about getting in there. And then I think last yeah. time I went to Poland was maybe like four or five years ago and went to the seaside and it looked dreadful. I oh, wow. was... I was just so shocked, but he still, I don't think then he still clicked that like I can do anything about it because it looked more like, oh, this is like the petrol from the boat or whatever, you know, things mm. from oils and things like that. Um, okay. he, I don't think it still really clicked to me that there is anything the people in, you know, the daily lives can do about those things. Um, but it, it also seemed, you know, like, everything became about tourism and people care more about like making money, making business than actually. Yeah. It's the other thing of tourism. Yeah. yeah like, than, mm. than like cleaning and having like a clean environment and even, you know, clean sea. Hmm. Yeah. That's a good, good point. Also like, uh, like in Bali, uh, um, there's a statistic that tourists produce like five kilograms of trash. Wow in a day and uh, compared to local people it's 0 0.8 so oh, wow. tourism has like a big effect I would say yeah and I think that's probably because people don't care about like the trash you know if they come from UK or America like they mm. don't care about it so when they come to Bali they still don't care about it so I guess if they cared about yeah. it when they are in UK in you know wherever they are in the world when they go traveling that could potentially 
not be as much of an issue, right? True. Yeah, I agree. Okay. How you do also do coaching? I do. Right? Yes. Like, and which topic? Um, so I do self love and mindset coaching. Nice. So, How does the coaching like go? Um, so with the coaching, um, usually I do kind of coach a lot of people who have struggled with eating disorders, uh, body dysmorphia, okay. um, any kind of self esteem issues. So, um, but also people who don't, or people who just kind of struggle with self esteem or have goals that they've not been able to achieve or needs like extra motivation or just change their mindset to maybe a more positive one. Nice. Um, so I guess I try to help people to live a more mindful life, you know, starting with the relationships, they, the relationship they have with themselves and their bodies. Um, and we kind of go from there, depending on where someone is. Really cool. How is that going uh, so far? Yeah, so I just celebrated my year of doing the coaching. So I've been doing it over a year oh, now. Cool. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> um, it was one of those decisions that like, I remember looking into last year and I thought like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I never thought of myself as like coaching. Like I wanted to always help people. Um, mm. But I never thought I was, like, good enough to do coaching. Um, I definitely did some, like, a lot of self-belief before getting into it. And, it, I mean, I still, you know, develop and I'm still working on that. Um, yeah. But it's just been, it's just been honestly, like, incredible. And, like, I can't even put in words. Like, it just makes me so happy to be able to connect with people from, like, all mm -hmm. over the world. Uh, yeah, and you can help them on their journey. That's so yeah, amazing. and it just feels even better. Like I love sharing on Instagram and things like that and talk about you know authentic things. But like having that one-to-one -one connection with someone, mm. where they're able to like really take on the advice, and you know we we able to kind of look at their goals and look how they get on each week and um, keep people accountable to those things. And, and just seeing the changes that people can have even within like the first few weeks of coaching is just so special. And like, like I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't go through like my own struggles. And it just makes me so grateful for how far I've come and where I have come from to be able to, to help these people. That, that's, that's really cool. And um, I think it gives you so much back, like, when I think about myself and I always help people or inspire someone, this, this makes me the happiest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't even feel like a job. It's just, it's just yeah. so rewarding. Like, it, it's such in the flow. And, yeah. yeah. It, like, it makes me overwhelmed with gratitude sometimes. Sometimes, like, yeah. you know, and you can just see how much you, even I think the things that we sometimes don't even realize that are important because to us maybe we've been doing those things for years and they kind of come quite fast even things like meditation right like for me like meditation is just part of my routine but for someone who's never had a chance or hasn't even come across any meditation or mindfulness practice mm -hmm. for them to begin that and for me to be able to help them guide them through these steps and they can you know see the difference within such a short time is just it's just incredible like yeah it, it's just magical 
Aha, so cool. <laughs> keep, keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, thank you. I will do. And you do too. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> That's why we're here. Yes, yes. You change in the world. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Kaiska. Thank you so much for having me. It was really cool. And um, yeah, do you have any message that you want to give people? Um, I, I think, well, I'm going to go with the mental health to, you know, it's, yeah, it's really, sure. um, our mental health is as much important, if not more as our physical health. And it's really, as, when we're able to acknowledge our mental health and take care of it, we're able to do so many more things, you know, like help everyone else and help the world. But you really need to start with us, um, you know, because we can't be doing this on like an empty tank trying to help everyone and save the world. You need to fill it up first. Yeah, <laughs> right. Fill, up, fill it up that tank with all the self-love and self-care and positivity and, you know, and just healing and allowing ourselves to feel right because we don't just have positive emotions um mm. so yeah and it's important to always just be kinder to yourself wherever you are you can do if you do anything today just be a little bit kinder to yourself cool thank you so much thank you <laughs> How can people find you? Um, I will put the link in the description. So I'm I'm Keiska on everything. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter, even though I'm not really that much. Um, I'm on Facebook. <laughs> I actually started a new Facebook group called Self Love Corner. Um, nice. So it'll just it'll just be a bit like a smaller community than like on Instagram, where we can just talk all things self-love mental health mindfulness maybe some ethical things can pop in there as well um <laughs> and yeah and i've got a blog as well <laughs> Kska, and also mh stories um blog with all the amazing mental health stories uh, mental health advice tips um mm. we have quite a bunch of things there because it's it's been going for over three years now so there's a lot on there <laughs> Great. Uh, I will put everything in the description, like so many things that you're doing. And thank you so much again for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a lovely day.